Hi, I'm Casey. And I'm Emily. And you're listening to A Sprinkle of Sugar, A Dash of Murder, a true crime podcast with an element of baking. And what is the bake this week? So, you told me that we are um, doing Tennessee Massacre, right? Yeah. A massacre in like Tennessee. Like a string of murders okay. in Tennessee. Okay, so um, I know this has nothing to do with massacres or anything. Um, but when I thought of Tennessee, I thought of like homemade goodness and what else is just like a homemade Southern meal, biscuits and gravy. Yes. Right. That's what I was thinking. So I decided to, um, I looked up this recipe and I will read it to you now. So biscuits and gravy, all homemade, um, nice and fresh. Whoa! <laughs> Was that rooster? Rooster just spun me in a circle. Spun okay. you away from the mic. Oh, Hello, so I'm back. <laughs> yeah, my dog just I'm I'm sitting up in the swirly chair. Is that what it's called? A swivel chair. A swivel chair. <laughs> I guess. Swirly. A swirly twirly gumdrops. <laughs> Um, and my dog just ran past me and hooked onto my foot and spun me in a circle. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so, um, with this biscuits and gravy meal, we're going to do a, you're going to need a whole pound of ground pork and sausage, you know, some butter, garlic powder, all the essentials, butter, wait, did I just say that? No. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you did. (laughs) There's more than just (laughs) A whole lot of butter. <laughs> well, Emily has seen me bake enough times. She knows how much I love butter. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is actually an issue. I, I really, really like my butter. But anyway, there's other ingredients as well. We'll post the recipe as always. And then um, with the homemade biscuits, we'll post the recipe for the homemade biscuits we make. But, um, you know, this kind of reminds me with the homemade biscuits and the gravy... Reminds me of that one restaurant in Tennessee, um, the Loveless Cafe. Ooh. Have you ever been there? No. Yes, you have. <laughs> I have. <laughs> um, you know this about me? I'm trying to... No, no, you haven't. <laughs> well, you I didn't go it. with you on that no. trip. Yeah, you're right. You didn't go with <laughs> So, no, you haven't no, had it. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, the Loveless Cafe is this cafe in nashville tennessee but it's like on the outskirts it's not like right downtown uh wait are you you're going to nashville this this weekend right uh gatlinburg oh yeah i am not (laughs) (laughs) swirly chair (laughs) i can't even gatlinburg nashville same thing yeah i'm having i'm having a hard time today okay no you're not going anywhere near the loveless cafe anyway they make all homemade food there. It's super good. It's really a cute mm-hmm. restaurant. Um, I've gone there multiple times. And I really um, encourage anyone that's in the Nashville area to go and try it because everything's homemade and delicious. They, and you know how restaurants will give you the rolls? Yeah. Um, they give you biscuits and then they give you all these different kinds of jams to like put mm. on the biscuits. Oh my gosh. Yes. So good. So anyway, and you can put as much butter as you want. 
literally when I started thinking about the butter, my mouth got full of saliva. <laughs> like I, I'm mouth swallowing. <laughs> I know I'm swallowing a lot right now because I'm just thinking about all the butter. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So biscuits and gravy, Tennessee home goodness. Yes, Let's... I love biscuits and gravy. Mm-hmm. It's like cement in my stomach, but it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, you're right. It does. It's delicious. It fills you up for sure. All right. Well, let's get started. Start on okay. a happy. We started on a happy note. Now, yeah. uh, going into the Tennessee massacre. Yes. This does happen mostly in Tennessee a lot, but it also um, it's about the Harp brothers who were outlaws in the 1700s. So they kind of moved around a lot, and it's covering like Mississippi, Illinois. Kentucky and Tennessee, but mostly Tennessee. Okay. They called themselves the Harp Brothers, but they were actually cousins. But uh, oh. Harp Brothers kind of has a better ring than the Harp Cousins. Um, ooh. And their names were Micah and Wiley. And they were born to Scottish immigrants. And their fathers were brothers. So they're related on their father's side. Okay. Um, and growing up, they were nicknamed Big Harp and Little Harp because Wiley, whose real name was actually Joshua, but they <laughs> called him Wiley. <laughs> I don't know. So they're just like liars all over the place. Yeah. Not brothers, not the real name. No. <laughs> um, he was a lot smaller than Micah. So they're just Big Harp and Little Harp. Okay. So makes sense. that's what we'll call them. Um, they had settled in North Carolina. Like, as a family, but the two of them left in 1775 to go to Virginia, wanting to get jobs as slave overseers. Oh, wow. Yeah. However, the American Revolution began, and they were from Scotland, or their family was, so they sided with the British on that side of the fight. Um, But they were kind of way more interested in violence and being criminals uh, than patriotic duty, you know. So they were said to really enjoy burning villages and farms, raping women and like, you know, pillaging places and stealing things from the American soldiers. So that was just just kind of fun for them. They're just taking advantage of that situation. Yeah, taking advantage of the chaos of war and then they like that's not even like a bat that's not even a war and like battle. That's just like destroying a town just because. Right. Yeah. That's That's kind of their deal. Yeah. So one time Little Harp tried to rape a young girl in North Carolina and he was shot by Captain James Woods, or Wood. I always want to say James Woods because of the actor, but it's oh. Wood with no S. Okay. Um, but he was injured, but he did survive that shooting. Too bad. I know. In 1780, the brothers, um, cousins, but, you know, I'm just going to say brothers, they fought in battles. Brother cousins. <laughs> Brother cousins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, They fought in battles with British troops along the North and South Carolina borders. And in 1781, the Harps decided to leave the army and joined with a group of Cherokee Indians who were raiding towns along North Carolina and Tennessee. So, clearly, you know, they just 
up and left the army. They were like, well, we're not really interested in this. We just want to do our own thing. So You know, guys, it was fun. You know, honestly, they're probably like, okay, good riddance. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised, too, that this group of Cherokee, like, took them in. Right. Like, why? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, anywho... So, Captain James Wood comes back in here, sadly. Um, he, little Harp, for being shot, wanted to take revenge on him. So, he abducted the captain's daughter, Susan, and another girl whose name was Maria Davidson. And the brothers, like, took those two women to be their wives, quote-unquote, basically. Unwillingly, they're that is horrible yeah and they're with them for a long time wow yeah wow i just like that's such a messed up way to take revenge like i i mean because some a lot of men will be like okay you know take all the revenge you want on me just don't harm my family Mm -hmm. but then to bring their daughters into it it's just like the worst kind of it's screw you how you can really I don't know, like, your children are, what am I trying to say? It's, like, the deepest cut, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, they're just so innocent to you, and, I mean, especially when it's, and it's your actions that then cause that, all that blame and guilt would really, yeah, poor, poor James Wood. I know. And his poor daughters. Daughter. Daughter, and then, I think Maria Davidson might have been, like, a friend who was just, like, with her or something like that. Yeah. Or just another woman in the town. Um, So as they made their way further into Tennessee, they picked up four other men and they started a little gang of outlaws. Uh, But one of the men, whose name was Moses Doss, expressed concern for Maria and Susan and he kind of protested their treatment. I was like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do this, you know. Right. And the brothers killed him because he disagreed with them. Wow. Yeah. Just because he was like, you know, I'm okay with us being outlaws and everything, but, like, let's not treat these women horribly. Yeah. That is, that's just, like, messed up because you know that that just shows how horribly they were must have been treating these women. Mm-hmm. If one of their friends, one of the people that is also a criminal, yeah, is speaking up against them. Exactly. It probably <sighs> was not pleasant, you know, I'm sure. Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, so their little gang settled in the Cherokee uh, Chickamauga, Chickamauga village, um, which is modern day Chattanooga in oh. Tennessee. Okay. Um, and they lived there for 12 years. And Maria and Susan during that time each had two babies, but the Hart brothers killed the children because they didn't want kids. <gasps> supposedly oh my gosh yeah that that's another level of nauseous mm, just so messed up and disgusting also like another like a mental kind of torture on maria and susan like maybe maybe like i know like rape victims sometimes don't want their babies but maybe they did right you know we don't know but yeah in the 1700s i i am having a hard time like imagining you know what it was like at that time Mm -hmm. um because you know i feel like uh 
fathers have taken more of a role as time's gone on. But I think no matter what, if you've fathered a child, your natural instinct wouldn't be to kill them. Yeah. I'm just trying to think, um, I don't know how to word this. Um, you know, as time's gone on, we've, we've become kind of softer and softer Uh as, as a society. So, um, I'm just, I'm trying to think of if, if it was more accepted that the way that they were, I mean, the way that they were acting was not acceptable, but if it was more accepted, you know what I mean? Does this make any sense? Yeah. I mean, we're not in the time of hunters and gatherers, obviously. No. Like, it's still the 1700s. We still had a standard moral code. Yeah. I don't... I would say it was really frowned upon from what I know of the time period. Like, that's not... It wasn't I mean, no matter... Yeah, you're right. I mean, no matter what, I don't think it's ever been acceptable to... But in some cultures, I guess it might be, but not in our culture. Yeah. What am I saying? I don't know. I, it doesn't really make any sense what I'm saying. I just, <laughs> I'm just having a hard time picturing the time period. I guess that is what I'm yeah. trying to say. Yeah. Oh, okay. So after the British surrendered at Yorktown in 1781, the Chickamauga, sorry, I don't know, um, breakaway band of Cherokee continued to make war on the American patriots, and the Harps were helping them with that. They were only too willing. So. They fought in Battle of Blue Licks in Kentucky, which was on August 19th, 1782, and some other smaller skirmishes that, like, continued to happen even after the war ended. Um, And they weren't even soldiers at this point. They just did it, you know, again, for Mm -hmm. fun. But in September 1794, the Americans planned to take the offensive against the Indians uh, but somehow the Harps got wind of this attack and they fled the village before the Patriots, like, got there. Okay. So they managed to escape that. Um, and they settled at a new camp in Tennessee for nine months. And by 1797, they lived in a cabin on Beavers Creek, which is near Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. And then in the same year... Little Harp married a woman named Sarah Rice, who was a minister's daughter. And Big Harp took another woman as a wife. So, I think Little Harp has, like, two wives now. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What the heck? Yeah. It's weird. In 1798 is when the Harp brothers began their murder spree, um, which, you know, the pillaging and all of that was not part of this so they, right. they killed more people but this was considered like a spree um which was at the time the most violent murder spree in the country because like it's a new country and it was kind of so they're kind of dubbed america's first serial killers because of this see that's the thing is yeah they were definitely serial killers but it's crazy because it, at the, that that name wasn't out there yet. Like right, it wasn't a term. Like essentially, serial killers didn't exist until like the seventies. Yeah, that's because that's when they were given the name. Exactly. Yeah, I think they were. Yeah, they were just called like outlaws at this time. Right. But it's it's different. It's a different kind of thing. So, the brothers began killing, mo- mostly men, while they were traveling. 
and they never stayed in one place for long, which is how they got away with things. They just kept moving from place to place. Um, they killed two men in Tennessee, one in Knox County and the other on the Wilderness Trail. And they killed people simply because they could. They would steal what was whatever was on the person, but it was they never really had much. So that kind of gave people an idea that they did it just like if they passed somebody and was like, let's just kill them. Like, you know, because um, that was very uncommon for outlaws at the time. It sounds like a power thing. Yeah. Like they just did it because they could. Exactly. Yeah, because outlaws, like, you know, in the wild, wild west and all that, they were like, they had gangs, but their crimes were kind of mostly about land and money. So, like, stealing money and property, which is not what the Hart brothers were really right. doing. Stopping wagons and yeah. raiding them. Yeah. And what they're most famous for, their little trademark... So, they wanted everyone to know it was them. So, their trademark was um, they would disembowel their victims, leave rocks in Wait, the abdominal cavity. Uh, disembowel means they, like, gutted you, like, ripped out all of your <gasps> intestines and everything oh. in your, like, stomach, your abdominal cavity. Yeah. Oh, god. Yeah, really, really gruesome, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, they would... Take out all your intestines and put rocks in your abdominal cavity and to sink them in the river. Okay. But the bodies, like, were always found because they're, you know, just sitting in the river. Um, and that was how most of the bodies were found, like that. So everyone knew it was the Hart brothers if that happened, you know? Um, they killed two more men who were just happened to be passing by them on the road heading up to Maryland. Um, and they were found, their bodies were found in the same manner, disemboweled and everything. Um, at one point, they stayed at an inn in Danville, Kentucky, and murdered a man named John Langford. And when the authorities were inquiring about what happened to John, the innkeeper there pointed out the Hart brothers and they were arrested and jailed. Now, this is a common trend. Mm-hmm. They escaped jail and left. And so they're going to escape <laughs> jail, like, multiple times. It's, come on. If they're this much of a threat, why not? Let's put some extra security on them, you know? Just a thought. It's kind of like how common it was for um, bank robberies, I feel like. Yeah. You like, see bank robberies would happen a lot, too, you know? Yes. Where they they just, like, ride into town and rob the bank and be like, oh, yep. Yeah, like, uh... They came again. What's, what's his name? Jesse James, his gang. Yeah. A group was sent after them after they escaped jail, and this group is kind of just called the Posse. Um, just civilians and authorities who will continue to try and track them down and chase them. Um... One of the young men in this group was killed and badly mutilated, and I couldn't find out, like, how, but mm-hmm. that's what it said. Um, and once again, they escaped. So, on April 22nd, 1799, the Kentucky governor issued a $300 reward on each of the Hart brothers' heads. So, dead or alive, they wanted them gone. That was a lot of money back then. Yeah, it was. Um... 
So after this reward was put on them, the Hart brothers fled north. The Hart brothers killed two men named Edmonton and Stump. Oh, wait, Stump is his first name? They're, I don't know. It just says Stump. So it might be his last name or a nickname. <laughs> Sorry, that's my baby. <laughs> a nickname. Yes. And when they were near the Saline River, I think it's pronounced, they came upon three men and killed all three of them. And they were all found mutilated, cut up really badly, and also disemboweled. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I find it, like, so hard, like, not that I don't believe it, but, like, three against two, and all of them died. Like, I just, they must have been by, you know, surprise or something, but... I don't know. I feel like everyone carried a gun back then or something. Yeah, that's true. I feel like there's something to say about people that have nothing to lose. Yeah. You know, like, they, and they don't, they don't stop at gruesome. Like, nothing really stops them they have no remorse they don't care so i think that that kind of says something about um you know how they fight probably they they probably fight dirty they don't care about just wounding or anything they'll just kill you know yeah um so the pair then made their way to cave in the rock which is in southern illinois um And Cave in the Rock was occupied by a river pirate named Samuel Mason at this time. Wait, what? A river pirate? Yeah, so pirates who were not on the high seas, they just roamed the rivers and robbed people and raided people on on the boats on the river. What? Yeah. That's just so interesting to me. I don't know. I feel like it's hard to get away on a river. I mean, you're only going... I guess when you don't have cell phones to warn the next town. Yeah. Because you're only going in one direction, one way. <laughs> right. I don't know. Um, they were pretty common. And, you know, 1700s. No motorboats. <laughs> you got to row away. Right. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. But, yeah. Samuel Mason, popular. Or, not popular. Um, infamous. Infamous. There we go. Uh, river pirate. And... The posse who was coming after them was pursuing them, but they stopped short of the river, so they didn't make it there in time before the Harps joined up with the Samuel Mason gang. So now they are also river pirates. (laughs) So they would, for a while, they were on the Ohio River, and they would raid slow moving flatboats. So that was kind of <laughs> So I guess I kind of answered Easy that. Targets. Slow moving boat. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, as opposed to a fast moving boat which I don't know, maybe like the sails smaller. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um but the Harp brothers started to take travelers onto the top of a bluff, strip them naked and shove them off just for funsies. <laughs> Uh, and even this horrible. I know, I know. And even the Samuel Mason gang did not like this. They were like, you know what? We we, we rob boats. We don't really push people off of cliffs. So yeah, like, you're out of here. Why are you doing this? <laughs> and if the most notorious pirate of this area is telling you to get lost, like you're you're, yeah, you're something a else. Little messed up. Yeah. 
So the Harps moved back to eastern Tennessee after that. And in July 19... Or 19. Wow. 1798, Uh they killed a farmer whose last name was Bradbury, another man whose name is Hardin, and a boy named Coffee. So more bodies are being discovered, including William Ballard, who was disemboweled and thrown in the Holton River, James Brassel, who had his throat slashed, and another man named John Tully, who was also found murdered. And this is all around the same area, I think. So they, they, do they pretty much know it's because of the Hart brothers? Or some of them, like, the guy that's disemboweled is clearly the Hart brothers, but how do they know for sure? Yeah, um, I don't know. I think through confession as well, because they later confess. Um, I don't know if there's, like, record witnesses it's hard to say how they actually knew that. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, in South Central Kentucky, a man named John Graves and his teenage son were found dead. And their heads were axed off. Then the Harps killed a young girl who was a slave and an entire family who were asleep in their camp. So they're doing... What? Like, they're doing different things now. Like, axing heads off... Uh, I think they must have been, like, they wanted people to know, like, haha, look, it's us, you can't catch us, so right. I, they must have left, like, something so people knew it was them, or, like, left some person alive to be like, hey, it was us, you know, mm-hmm. something like that, I'm guessing. And they probably just liked the power and the fear, like, the yeah. general fear of the area. Like, everyone probably knew the Hart Brothers at the time. Exactly. Um, in August, a few miles northeast of Russellville, Kentucky, Bib Harp, apparently, killed his daughter, he has another child, by bashing her head into a tree because she was crying. She was a baby. <gasps> yeah. Oh, And my he, gosh. he later said that was the one death he really regretted doing. And I'm oh, like, you that, know what? I don't feel for you, though. But no. I feel for her and the mother. That makes me nauseous. That actually, yeah, that's horrible. What a sick, sick, it's bad words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really upsetting. And that same month that that happened, a man named Trowbridge was found disemboweled in Highland Creek when... They were given shelter at the Stagel home. So I think the tr- the brothers went to this home, like the Stagel's house, and I don't know, they, this family took them in. Maybe they didn't know who they are, or they were, like, being threatened, like, let us hide here, you know, right. something like that. But overnight, when they were staying there, they killed a guest named Major William Love, as well as Mrs. Stagel's four-month-old baby, <gasps> whose throat was slit at the time. Why? Just I don't why? Know. It's just to torture people, just and to, to like be awful, awful people. They just want to do the absolute worst thing they possibly can. Yeah, they want to be shocking. Yeah, that's yeah. that's horrible. I mean, yeah, that's honestly that's like the worst thing they possibly could have done. Ugh. Yeah. And then when Mrs. Stagel started screaming at her baby being killed, yeah, they were like, "Ugh, gross! You're making too much noise," and they killed her too. Oh, I 
I'm just saying I would not want to live after that. Yeah, that would be... It's, you know, like, when it happens right in front of you, too, like, that. that's just, like, I feel too hard so to live with, sad for know? them. That is horrible. I... I'm getting worked up. You're working me up. <laughs> I know. They're awful people. Oh. Uh, after this incident particularly, like this family being brutalized and murdered and torn apart, tons of people were now searching for the brothers and getting involved. Family members of people who were murdered were volunteering to join the search. Mm-hmm. So the pressure's on. Um and one of the sons of Mrs. Stagel, one of the older sons, joins the search as well. So this posse followed a trail of dead bodies going west. So they know where they're headed. It's just a matter of, like, catching up with them. They were ambushed. The brothers were ambushed by this posse on August 24th in 1799. And Big Harp was shot in the leg and the back. And... The posse caught him as he was trying to leave. He managed to get on a horse even after being shot. And they pulled him down from the horse. And he was yelling confessions. And Moses Stagel, mm-hmm. who was, I believe, one of the sons, you know, of Mrs. Stagel. Right. Uh, he was the one who killed Big Harp. He slowly cut uh, Big Harp's head off whoa like and it, it was like specifically said he slowly did it while he was still conscious it's like that is a terrible way to painful way to go i know i'm just he does deserve it I, he deserve yeah i i don't even know uh, yes he absolutely deserves it but at the same time like i feel like in a moment like that you really kind of find out the type of person you are you know when True. you have the opportunity to take revenge or mm-hmm. to show mercy or whatever, you kind of find out who you really are and what your character really is. What so, you're capable of. And what you're, you're right, what you're capable of. I yeah. mean, I, when it came down to it, that still makes me really sad that that person that, I mean, I know that your, your sibling and your mother probably just, just died probably right in front of him. Yeah. So it's really gotta mess somebody up too mm-hmm. and i'm not i'm not saying that this person's a bad person i'm just saying even after all that i don't know if i could i do could it. do that yeah. yeah i'm sure moses stagel probably never thought he could either right but until then, that moment but then again it was a different time i mean yeah pe- not saying that like it was normal to to uh torture people but that was back when there were public hangings yeah and there was public torture in a way i mean Uh, tortured confessions mm -hmm. right was that the 1700s no i think that had kind of faded by that time that was like 15 1600s okay but still there was hangings and everything not that long ago yeah Yeah. people would people would gather around for hangings and literally see people die for punishment yeah public hangings were absolutely still happening at this time yeah so maybe it was just more common to see someone die right before your eyes mm-hmm. and these brothers were wanted dead or alive so it was totally legal to bring right. them in dead that they they everyone just wanted them dead so nobody would care right um especially because after this 
Big Harp's head was hung on a pole at a crossroads in Henderson, Kentucky, and that intersection became known as Harp's Head. I think it's it's not officially called that now, but like, you know, people know the story and they still say, oh, there's Harp's Head at that intersection. Wow. So talk about a public warning, See, you know? That's what I'm saying is like, imagine just driving down the road in your wagon with your family and then just seeing a human head. Just mm-hmm. And, like, it's hung there by the civilians. It's normal. It's fine. Yeah. That's what I mean, this whole episode, what I'm saying. It was just a different time. It's a violent time. I'm having a hard time. time. Right. I'm having a hard time putting myself in that that frame of mind because they just, they thought a little different. They... They weren't as shocked by blood and gore. I mean, a lot of them right. slaughtered their own animals or, like, slaughtered, you know, their own food. Mm-hmm. Duels were legal at this time. Like, oh, dueling. Right. So you could settle arguments and disagreements between two people with a duel. So, you know, mm-hmm. like, it was just, it was like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, as far as, you know, something really interesting? I don't know when this stopped happening, but it really wasn't terribly, terribly long ago. Um... Like, you know how with the hospitals and everything and the spread of infection um, and, like, bloodborne illnesses, uh-huh. they don't really realize that there was a thing of bloodborne illnesses or, like, that um, it's not necessarily the most unsanitary thing not to wash your hands. Like, just yeah. this basic concept of germs. So, like, delivery doctors would, like, go from one room to another, just not even, like, clean his hands afterwards, yeah. still with another person's blood on him, and then go and deliver another baby. Yeah. Like, Ooh. stuff like that. I mean, I think it was just normal. Like, okay, I work... Death was yeah. kind of everywhere. And blood. Blood and gore uh-huh. is really my big thought. I, they might have just been more normal, normalized. Yeah, definitely. Now we're just like, ew, blood. There's a drop no. of blood over there. I know it. I'm gonna... I gotta scratch. Up with bleach. I need some peroxide and a band-aid. <laughs> right. I need some bleach to wash up that blood, which is good. And it's proper, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. it's just not the case back then. Right. Four years later, after this, Little Harp, he's still alive. He's out there. Mm-hmm. He's going by an alias of John Seton. And he went back to Samuel Mason, the river pirate, mm-hmm. rejoined him. Um, I don't know. Maybe Samuel Mason thought, you know maybe he's a little calmer now without big harp who knows but um a large reward was out for samuel mason at this time and little harp decided you know i i can get some money for this so he and another fellow pirate named named james may killed mason and cut off his head to take to the authorities to collect money like, you would just take the head as proof. Like, he's dead. Here you go. Uh, yeah. But this was a really bad idea. Because yeah. as they were presenting the head to the authorities, they were both recognized and both arrested. There we go. That's what I was going to say. I mean, I know that there weren't a lot of pictures probably floating around of him. But yeah. I feel Drawings. like it's a pretty recognizable name. <laughs> yeah. Or face. Mm-hmm. Um, but they both escaped. What the Once heck? again. But then they were recaptured. Okay. And sentenced to die immediately, so they couldn't escape again. Okay, good. (laughs) Like, come on. Jails back then, man, they must have been real easy to get out of. I don't know. Right. Uh, So in January 1804, the two of them were executed 
Their heads were cut off, placed on high stakes along the Natchez Road as a warning to other outlaws. So it's 1804, and that's still happening. Still, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. So, I don't know. Do they, from what you read and what each individual brother or cousin did, mm-hmm. do you think that one was worse than the other? Because it's kind of strange that that yeah. whole MO stopped after one of them died. Right. And it was the older one. Yeah, but then again, the little little Harp, he was the one that took that general's daughter and mm-hmm. and then also took another wife. But then you're saying that Big Harp hurt, harmed his baby, killed his own child. Yeah. I think it was pretty equal, but maybe after one of them died, the other thought, it's too hard to try and do this with one person because they were a team. And I don't know. And maybe they just, like, it was more of the partnership of it, the buddy-buddy, like, then when you realize you're kind of alone in this way of thinking and this messed up yeah desire that you have, maybe he was able to put it on a back burner for a, a while. shorter time. Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. So in the end, the Harps killed, it's estimated, they don't really, they couldn't be sure, but they know of at least 40 people during this murder spree. Um, and I'll end this with what happened to the wives, quote unquote. Oh. So, on the day that Big Harp was killed, back in August of 1799, mm-hmm. the women were left at the camp that they were at. And each one had one child um, that lived. And they were, the women were taken to Henderson and placed in just a house to be, like, held there. And on September 4th, all three of them were charged with being parties to murder of Mary Stagel, her infant son James, and Captain William Love at that house. Um, what? Which... We, I hate that. But they were, during the trial, so it sucks that they were even charged and had to go through a trial in the first place, but through the trial, they were all released. They weren't found guilty of any of that. Okay. So that, good, at least good. there's that, you know? Yeah. Sally Rice returned to Knoxville to her father and she later married a highly respectable man and raised a very large family. So she had lots of children, and she turned out okay. Wow. Susan Wood stayed in the Russellville area. She lived a very respectable life. She was very valued in the community. Um, I'm not sure if she ever married again, though. It didn't... I don't think there are records of any other marriage. Um, and she... Susan Wood was the captain's daughter, and she was able to return to her family as well. Okay. And she died after living a long life in Tennessee. Maria Davidson, who she changed her name after all of this because she didn't want to be associated with it. Um, and she, her name was changed to Betsy Roberts. Obviously, you know, people found out that she had changed her name, but, you know, it helps create some sort of distance. Right. Um, she married a man named John Huff Sutler in 1803, 
and they moved to Hamilton, Illinois, where they raised a really large family, and they died in 1860. So she also lived um, a, a long, long life. life. Yeah. So all three of them, you know, I'm sure it will like it probably haunted them, and that was a really terrible time. But all three of them were able to like you know remarry and be happy and. I'm glad they got that for their lives, you know. So here's here's a thought. You know, obviously back then mental health was not not recognized yeah. at all. No. I mean, it, like I just don't know how none of them were like like they probably had PTSD. Yeah. But they were like kind of forced to push it back and like not not let it show or else they would have been known to be crazy and probably put away for it yeah like, so, like hysteria and like whatever that right fake disease people made up yeah yeah so they probably were just like okay now we just have to reassimilate because otherwise we're gonna be thought of as like cuckoo crazy yeah even though that could definitely be a possibility they're probably deal. i mean there's there's no way like if something like that were to happen today to somebody, that would need so much therapy. Yeah. And you'd need so much help. But it's like, it's not like those women didn't just like magically didn't have PTSD. Yeah. They probably just like really had to force it down and like hide it. Yeah. Because of society and the expectations of women at the time. Exactly. They were, and you said... So this all ended in 1801, and then you said 1803 is when the one woman got married. Mm-hmm. That's, like, barely any time afterwards to meet somebody, like, to, to reassimilate to life. Yeah. Is, is, am I, am I even they, saying the right word? Reacclimate? I don't know. Yeah, like, assimilate. Okay. They were um, released in 1799. Okay. But so there were a few years, but, I mean... You were held captive for X amount of years. It definitely doesn't, yeah, it doesn't yeah. just go away, you know. And I mean, back then, if you didn't get married, you were like a spinster and yeah. you were kind of considered to be weird. I'm not sure. There's something wrong with you yeah. as a woman. A spinster. Funny, wait, random funny story. Yeah. So there are some like <laughs> paperwork bef- that we have of my grandma's and she was like, she was between the age of like 19 and like 21 maybe at this time and she wasn't married yet Mm -hmm. and she was like starting a job as like a teacher or something I I can't remember what the job was or whatever but on her ID card it said like job status or whatever it said spinster (gasps) and this was in the 60s what said spinster like 50s or 60s because she wasn't married yet (laughs) it was like Oh my god, we still use that term then? Like, yeah. Wowza. Hate that. Sorry. Yeah, because that was like kind of a negative. It was a negative thing. Yeah, it was a negative thing, but spinster was like the nice way to say it, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Have you seen, you've seen It's a Wonderful Life, right? No. (laughs) What? No. You've never seen that Christmas movie? No. Oh. I just know it'll shoot your eye out. No, that's oh. a Christmas story. <laughs> I haven't seen that one either. Casey, do you watch classics? Are I, you my classics, American? My Christmas <laughs> classics are Elf, 
Yeah. Christmas Vacation. Okay, those are good ones. And that's it. <gasps> oh my gosh, I watch like tons of Christmas movies. <laughs> okay, well, then mm-hmm, you, won't get, you won't get what I'm going to say. <laughs> Never mind. There's like a spinster thing in It's a Wonderful Life, too. <laughs> I'm sure a majority of our <laughs> listeners have watched it. Because it's a classic. It is a classic! <laughs> oh my god, it's like the most famous Christmas movie ever. Yeah, and I don't like watching them because they're old, and if, I, if I'm not watching, <sighs> if it's not nostalgic to me, then when it's old like that, it doesn't affect, like, I don't like it. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> it's the enemy. same way with Star Wars. <sighs> it's like I didn't I didn't jump on that bandwagon so now when I watch or like when I have seen clips of it because I still haven't watched it to this day oh my god um how have we been friends this long and you've never seen Star Wars I don't know how I'm married to Kendrick and I still haven't seen Star Wars I mean he he's likes been, Star Wars he loves it and he's been telling me we've been together six years and he's been <laughs> telling me that we need to watch it together <laughs> for six years never we have not watched it oh my god <laughs> <laughs> preposterous i know i know i just watched the lord of the rings oh my god <laughs> that one's good all of them um i haven't watched the last one but okay. i watched the first two is yeah. there three total there's three yeah i yep. watched the first two okay except okay i do have to say the way the legolas it gets on a horse is so stupid stupid <laughs> so stupid it's dumb okay don't insult yeah. orlando bloom oh no oh, don't never i'm just <laughs> never <laughs> you in case he you was- had the biggest crush on him in like pirates of the caribbean thank you yes yeah, he too, was though. he was my celebrity crush my favorite out. pirate <laughs> speaking oh, of pirates yes Yes, but he, he would have rocked that pirate. river. <laughs> <laughs> Rock the boat. I don't know. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you know what, what my mom up. said the other day? What? This is going off the rails. <laughs> this is way off topic. <laughs> so my mom, she's like a very, like, she's pretty put together. She doesn't say things that are really weird. Like, she's not the type of mom that purposely, like, says weird things to embarrass you in public or anything uh-huh. like she's pretty normal <laughs> so <laughs> um <laughs> oh god <laughs> we were at this restaurant and um we're all sitting as a family and the waiter uh comes over and he says uh are you guys ready to order we say yes and he goes okay let's get it and then mom goes let's get it on man <laughs> Waiter, this is a waiter. Let's get it on, man. <laughs> no, I, I was so. I don't think it was one of those moments like like I have pretty much every episode where you say something and you're like, "What, what? the heck just came out of my mouth?" Uh huh. I think that's what happened to her <laughs> because my sister and I look at her and my sister literally says, "I think she like my sister pretty much yelled, ew <laughs> And, and I was laughing, and my face was so red while I was ordering. Oh my God. The guy didn't find it funny. Like, he didn't crack a smile. I don't know if he didn't hear her, but it was, like, almost embarrassing with how much I was laughing while I'm trying to order them. Oh, my God. <laughs> so now I'll just randomly look at my mom and be like, let's get it all, man. 
because <laughs> she was so embarrassed that that came out of her mouth. <laughs> oh, God. Um, it cracks me up. Angie. Yeah. Oh, Angie. That's hilarious. <sighs> wow, that was way off topic. Yeah. Every, I don't even know how we got there. Oh, spinster. Okay. Oh, right. I can't even remember <laughs> where this started. So, Just anyway. Just out of control. Okay. <laughs> to go way, way back to the actual story. It was insane. Or it was expected that these women go and get married. Yes. Again. Yeah. Right away. And have kids. And that's the thing. Is like, even this, this story is like, they lived successful lives. They went on and they had families. Mm-hmm. Well, most of them, except for except for one, but she was respected in her community, is what you yes. said. Yeah. Um, and that was that was what was expected of them. They kind of yeah. like tried to jump back into the life that they were expected to live, that they probably would have led in the first place, right? You know, and it's just it's just crazy because I just wonder how much mental health issues they were really just stuffing down, yeah, and trying to hide. Yeah. Well. I I like to believe they were happy with their lives. Right. But I'm yeah, I'm sure there was a lot going on with them. Yeah. Know? No, you're yeah. right though. You're right. They they probably did like eventually find peace and happiness with it, but it's just got to be hard initially. Yeah. Coming oh, back yeah. from that. I mean, one of them changed Betsy. She changed her name mm-hmm. to Betsy because she just felt so felt so judged for what was happening or what happened and yeah you don't want that hanging on you the rest of your life right i wonder how many people like almost like hated them and blamed them for what happened as well yeah because they were even tried they were thought to possibly be accomplices you know right like Like they were there but they were they were captives they were victims they were victims yes yeah okay Alrighty. Well, that was, that is really, really interesting. I had never even heard of them before and they did so much. Yeah. I've never heard of them either until I was like looking up older cases and they popped up. America's first serial killers. Yeah. They. Crazy. Yeah. I would definitely say thinking, looking back on the whole story now that this was just a power thing. They Mm -hmm. just liked to instill fear in people's minds yeah and figure out what was the worst way that they could take revenge or mess with people i mean just like the way that they responded to james wood by taking his daughter yeah like you shoot me so i steal your daughter Mm -hmm. not even like i'll shoot you back like exactly I feel like the I shoot you back is the the normal response. The, yeah, that's I like an eye your, for an eye. I steal your daughter and make her my wife is just so messed up. Like and a twist in the diabolical. knife. Yeah. yeah. There's just more more to that. Yeah. You know, every episode I kind of like to, because I mean, murder's never normal. It's never. No. I, so I always want to look and see, okay, is does every murder almost have some sort of mental illness that kind of attributed to why you know some kind of something's connect. Yeah. yeah i can't think of one with them though it just sounds like they're just sadistic people. Yeah. yeah yeah like almost not even i mean 
like I like to use the word psychopathic, but I mm-hmm. don't even know if if I would just because I don't know with the time period. Like, they were probably a little bit numbed to the gore and all that. Oh, yeah, like, desensitized. Yeah. So, I don't know. But anyway, they were messed up people. Yeah. And they deserved what they got. (laughs) True. I think that, um, the persons... I would kind of like to see what the jails looked like back then. Like, why? (laughs) I know. I'm picturing, like, an old Western movie and, like, the the single cell kind of thing. So am I. So am I. A Um, wood building. Yep, exactly. And the sheriff just sitting, like, right there in a desk, just, like, making eye contact with an old age. The whole time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like there were, like, huge prisons back then. Right. So... you know and when it's a small town you know who knows yep um and probably i mean i'm i'm sure not a lot of crime really happened or not a lot of people were really like put in jail for too many things i think you could probably get away with a lot more than you can now i'm looking i'm trying to look up a picture of a jail in the 1700s oh damn never mind (laughs) <laughs> are we totally wrong there's like it's like the first picture is like this huge prison i even looked up tennessee prison 1700 oh, that's a picture well what did they escape from prison or jail well jail then that's a, that's yeah different, okay apparently. yeah I but, guess that's well different. i don't know if it was different back then but like you're put in oh hello you're put in jail and then you wait for your sentencing and then you could be sent to prison right true so maybe the jail was just a little when i did my when i I did my clinical rotation in the in the jail i was not in a prison i was in a jail and i kept accidentally calling it a prison and everyone like this the correctional officers and the nurses there would like jump at me like like this is not a prison this is a jail like so there's apparently a big difference (laughs) yeah well prison is like way more serious but i would probably do the same thing like accidentally say it you know right well they just seem like interchangeable words right the thing with jail is unless you know what they're there for they could be there for anything they could be there for murder they could be there for stealing a pocket watch yeah why did i say pocket watch (laughs) because if we still use them very often just pick up my pocket watch (laughs) and my top hat my my monocle (laughs) mr peanut (laughs) it could be mr peanut (laughs) you just never know (laughs) like um like, when I was there, I was in intake. So, well, um, pretty much as they'd be picked up by the police, and before they even got changed into the their prison clothes, they came straight to us just to make sure that they didn't have any uh, um, communicable diseases or yeah. make sure that they were um, healthy enough. Because sometimes, you know, if they, like, were running from the cops and injured themselves, maybe you'd have to end up sending them to the hospital Whatever. So we'd have to take them in an intake and do like kind of like a quick medical assessment on them. And I mean, I would get them straight from the police car. So like this one guy, yeah. I think he had like, I, like I don't even, well, I never even know. But sometimes they don't necessarily know exactly why they were picked up. 
Like, they might have, like, a warrant out for them because they have some outstanding, like, a lot of outstanding parking tickets or, like, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. And they don't even know why, but they're just picked up from their home and taken into jail. That's crazy. And Don't they have to be read, like, their rights or something? Yeah, they have to be read their rights, but I don't think they necessarily have to tell them the full details of why. I think that's, like, for your lawyer, like, for all that to get decided. Oh, okay. I'm not 100% sure. And I think usually when you are going to be arrested, you know. But uh-huh. there was one guy, he was so confused. And he was, I mean, he was, like, just in the morning, he said he had just finished his coffee, and they came knocking on his door and took him in, and, like, at this, I felt so bad for him. So jarring. Yeah. I mean, he looked like just such a normal guy. There was one woman that was in a business, like, power suit and high heels walking in. Like, I, it's just, it's really, it, it is kind huh. of interesting figuring out... Okay, what what brings you in here today? Oh my gosh, I would be, my mind would go crazy wanting to know if yeah. I were in your position. Like I would want to ask people, mm-hmm. be like, okay, what are they here for? Like, yeah, or like, I uh, when I was actually up in the infirmary, there was a elderly man and he was just in a wheelchair. He was really cute, and I'm sitting there thinking, he didn't he, like this poor guy. I mean, what could he have possibly done? You know, yeah. why is he in jail right now? And then, um, you know, like like I said, this is jail. They're waiting for trial. So, like, they're not mm-hmm. necessarily, um, what am I trying to say? Like, this is fresh. This is not yeah. something that they've been sitting here for months or years. Um, and, like I said, he's an elderly man in a wheelchair. I walk away, and I'm kind of talking to the nurse, and I kind of, like, made a comment about how sweet he is. And she said be careful. This guy is in here because they think he murdered two people. (laughs) This little elderly man in a wheelchair. You just never know who you're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, that's so creepy. I'm... Mm Mm-mm. I remember when you were doing that. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's insane. My cousin is, uh, she's also a nurse Mm -hmm. in a, like, a psychiatric hospital and mm-hmm. some of like her patients are extremely violent people who have done like bad things and they're right. also very mentally ill and yeah. she's like changed her name on facebook and everything um so that like if anyone gets released they can't like find her and stuff like that well i that i got kind of scared too one time um we were told you know our name badges had our first and last name on it so I was told to take a piece of tape and cover my last name. So I did that. I um, I covered my last name, and I was taking blood from this one guy, mm-hmm. and he was talking to me, kind of flirting with me, and I'm just like, I'm not, not really interacting back with him. I mean, like, I'm being friendly, but I'm not, like, you know, biting it or picking up what he's putting down. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and um, he goes, oh, I see you covered your last name there. And he's like, is that so that we can't find you when we get out? And he goes, uh, oh, God. And he goes, Casey. OK. And I, like, I can kind of see him like thinking. And then he goes, well, you know, that's a small piece of tape. So I know it's a short last name. Oh, <gasps> that would freak me out so much. And then he told me he'll find you when he gets out. <gasps> like, yeah. It creeped, no. Creep me out. But 
he never I did. Hate that. Yeah, but that just like really, really. Why did they? Why don't they just put your first name on your name tags? I know. Well, because come on. I mean, when they when it's not the prison issued name tag, it's like my nurse, like my school oh, ID. Yeah. Okay. So that's why. Yeah. Ooh, it was it was messed up. Ew. Really freaky. Or one time I was. I, I have a lot of stories. About, <laughs> I don't even. I won't even go into all of them. Wow, this is becoming a very long episode. <laughs> anyway, um, let's just wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> All right. So on that note, <laughs> I'm Casey. I'm Emily. And you just heard a sprinkle of sugar, a dash of murder.